Hi, my name is Jen. I'm a holistic nurse practitioner, and I'm here to tell you that your body can heal. I've healed eight different chronic and autoimmune conditions that had me bedridden sick with little hope for my future in my 20s. I've created this podcast to inspire you and give you the tools to heal your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit, and your life. This podcast is for patients, practitioners, and people who want to listen from the place where spirit and science meet. As we heal our body, we have a body that moves well, thinks well, loves well, and that is a body we want to be in for this life to carry out our soul's work. I'm so glad you're here tuning in with us. Now let's get to this week's episode. I cannot thank this community enough. I never imagined starting a podcast would be so fun and so rewarding, but I always imagined how many people it would reach and the lives it would impact and the value that it would bring to my friends, my family, my clients, this community. And we're just getting started building this podcast. It like (laughs) brings tears to my eyes and makes me so happy. And I can't thank you every single person who left a review, who tagged a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And we will do more giveaways and we will have more winners and I promise to give back. But I'm so, so, so excited to announce the two winners for this very first giveaway on this podcast who have won. So a drum roll, please. Winner one. She is going to receive the Symptomless Healing Course in a private session with me. Winner one is Marcy Teal. Congratulations, Marcy. You can send us an email and we will get you set up with your prize. And the second winner is going to receive the Inspire Meals recipe book and a brand new Omega Masticating Juicer. And this winner is Abby Michael. So thank you everyone so much. Abby and Marcy send me an email, say, hey, I won. How do I get my prize? I'll make sure if we don't hear from you that we reach out. But congratulations. Thank you again to everyone who entered for helping this podcast grow, this podcast reach hundreds and thousands of hearts and souls who need it. And thank you for being here as a part of this community. Make sure to subscribe, stay tuned. There's many more giveaways and many more episodes to come. Hello and welcome to episode five. This week's episode, let's call it You're Not That, You're Inflamed. This week, we're going to go through my journey through weight loss and disordered eating and also share with you client experiences and how to heal your body from the inside out, top down with a whole new approach. So listening to this episode, you might find how far you've come on your journey with weight loss, with healing your body, you also, and there's space for this too, might feel like this is one more source, one more person telling you about your body, how your body should be and how it should look and how it should feel and blah, 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 blah. And it's okay to come back to this episode when it feels right for you. Either way, I promise you, this will be a refreshing framework for you to work with for less inflammation and more vitality in your body. So let's get into it. Let's start with this week's episode. You're not fat, you're inflamed. Okay. Every week I find myself back in an old and painful place 
When I work and align with women all over the world who are struggling to be in the body that feels good to them. As I sit with each single one of these women, I'm like, this message needs to reach the masses. I remember at my absolute leanest in my twenties, I looked incredible yet. It still wasn't enough for this inner critic, mean girl who ran my world at the time. And also at my leanest and some in society might say my best looking, I couldn't get off the couch. I remember I played on a competitive sand volleyball league that summer and I let my friend, my partner on the team down. We were playing doubles matches and we were pretty decent at the sport. He was definitely the one carrying the team, but I had to call him and say, Hey, I, I can't play. I can't come to practice. And he was like, why not Jen? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just too tired. And he was super annoyed. I could tell reasonably so. And I hardly had the words to explain what I was feeling on the inside. I know he was like, why are you too tired? Like that doesn't make any sense because he recruited me to play on his team because my endurance. And all of a sudden I couldn't even meet him at the park to practice. Hindsight is 2020. I was wrecking my body with low calorie, low carb diets, and my thyroid already was struggling. I had already been to the endocrinologist at this point and they were like, eh, you're kind of fine, but you know, eventually we'll just cut your thyroid out and medicate you, but let's just let this keep going on until maybe after your first baby. <laughs> they didn't give me any of this information that, you know, I was like, well, I want to look like those other girls. So, and let me also add context that I was at a great weight when I started this, I was healthy. I was an athlete but I wanted every single ab to show a little bit of perfectionism coming in. And so hindsight's 2020, I was wrecking my body, low cal, low carb. My thyroid was already struggling. And did you know you need carbs to make thyroid hormone? When your carbohydrate intake is drastically reduced, the conversion of T3 from T4 declines. So your body takes T4 in your liver, turns it into T3, and that goes to your peripheral tissues and cells that helps you feel energized. I was accelerating that process quite rapidly with my measured carb intake or lack thereof. I I know I didn't have the blood work in that snapshot in time, but working with people day in and day out with thyroid and hormonal issues, I'm like, oh my gosh, my T3 must have been just like in the gutter. But of course I didn't have any carbohydrates. But I know this just wasn't me. This is so many men and women around the world who feel fat when we're really just inflamed. <laughs> and that's what I was picking up on on my body. Like I was like, I just felt this like kind of puffy, kind of icky, but I was at a great weight. And so often I look over the food diary of women who are struggling to be in the skin that feels good to her. And let me tell you, that's always been me. I am a short and stout gal. I love my body now, but I didn't understand growing up that as an athlete, that as a farm girl, that as someone that God just created to be the build I'm at strong, like that I was never, no matter how much I dieted and lifted and cardio, like I was just never going to look like some other girls I knew. And I don't know why anyone ever told me that, or if they did, I didn't listen. 
but these coaches and these promises and these magazines would be like, oh, no, 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 we can get you there. A little bit more money, a little bit less carbs, sweetie. Come on. And I listened to that. And so often I'm working with women and, and I'm like, what are you eating? And so we'll go through her typical day um, and men too, but let's be honest, this is a lot more with women and her documented food diary for the week. And I look at it and I say to her, I'm like, you're starving. She's like, but I'm not hungry. How many of us have trained our bodies not to feel anymore? How many of us women have restricted ourselves consciously or unconsciously because we have more weight or more size than our friends around us. And we feel like we don't deserve as much food as they do. How many of us gals have told ourselves since we're bigger than our friends, we don't deserve those carbohydrates. Only the skinny friends can have like the ice cream sundae or the banana bread or the oatmeal or even the apple, the fruit. Come on. It's frustrating because I've been there and I know so many of us are there or have been there or might end up in this place and this message needs us, needs to reach us. Carbs and calories are for other women whose bodies work better than ours, we tell ourselves. So let's check in and see how you're feeling inside your body. So do you ever feel just like kind of puffy? You can't say that you're fat because you know you move your body well and you still encompass a healthy body shape. You eat eat better than 90% of the people you know, yet you still find yourself struggling with your target waist size. So what gives? I would like to suggest to you that you are indeed not the word fat. As much as I despise that label, we're going to use the word today. You are instead dealing with a great deal of inflammation in your body. So what is inflammation exactly? Inflammation is an immune response that occurs in the body to protect itself against a pathogen, an infection, an illness, an injury. So yes, when you feel that puffiness, your body is doing you a favor. It is protecting you. That's why you feel puffy. Not because your body is betraying you or is simply out of control or like this animal that needs to be caged. Your body is actually wise and knows something has entered that you need protection from. Yet society says one less carb, one more energy drink, and you'll be just fine. You know, right before you start to come down with like a strep infection or a sore throat and your head starts to hurt and your throat starts to swell and like your joints hurt, you're like, oh my gosh, you just feel so like tight and stiff. Or when you bang your knee against something and then it swells and it's swollen for like a week. Those are all examples of acute inflammation. Your body does the same thing when you consume an inflammatory food or breathe in putrid chemicals. There's so much in our world, except this creates chronic inflammation. And on top of that, our diet is like clogging up our detox pathways. So these things come into our body, they build up. The body is like, oh my gosh, I don't want that in my cells. So it creates fluid inflammation to protect itself. Your body inflames and sets fluid with immune properties to the space surrounding cells as a means of protection, literally. And so this fluid adds obviously weight on the body. And that's when your fingers just feel a little tight or your jeans don't button as comfy as they should. The same goes if you're trying to gain weight, our cells cannot receive nutrients and hormones when they're surrounded by inflammation. So think of inflammation like a raincoat. It's raining lemon drops 
gumdrops, lollipops, whatever the song is. And uh, it's raining, you know, hormone and insulin and glucose, but nothing's getting into that cell with that inflammation around it. Right. So whether you're wanting to gain weight or lose weight, inflammation has the same mechanism of action. You may have not had love handles, but your inflammation is manifesting in a different way, such as weight loss, migraines, anxiety, depression. So this really isn't just for those who want to lose weight. You can be at a great weight. You can look amazing. I've worked with professional athletes whose labs, I'm like, my goodness, you feel terrible. And they're like, yeah, I don't feel too good, but I got a six pack. (laughs) What does that even mean? I'm just so curious who came up with that as a gold standard. So what is your body protecting yourself against? We all have pathogens inside of our body, such as viruses, bacteria, which are normal in this day and age. It's a little scary to say those words sometimes, but it's normal human virome, microbiome for every one human cell. We have a thousand viruses, a hundred bacteria. When we get overloaded beyond that, it's when we start to have issues, we have heavy metals inside of our body different plastics. And when we eat foods that feed infections or create more inflammation, so gluten, dairy, we talked about not too long ago on the podcast, refined sugar, these pathogens flourish and our body get goes up in arms. So like excess swelling and fluid accumulates in your tissues from food induced chronic inflammation. Then we can remove these inflammatory foods, bring in the healing foods, that can rid out these infections, this toxicity, we heal unintentionally, we lose weight. Happens every single time. I was talking with a client just the other day and she said, you know, I used to see the other doctor in the the different town. They put me on 100 grams of protein a day as the weight loss strategy and some sort of, I'll get to this, like some sort of like stimulant. And that was supposed to help me lose weight. And then we ended up working together because she had a chronic cough and she had some immune issues. We got those cleared up and she's like, I'm not the weight I wanted to be when I started going to this other practitioner. And it's nothing against that practitioner, but like, we're literally not taught. And so many people who are giving the weight loss advice and writing the programs are literally the people who have, who are just genetically gifted with these really lean, really cut bodies, no matter if they're trashed on the inside and their labs look like garbage and they actually don't feel well. Right. Or you see the gals who are stage ready bodybuilding competitions who are selling you in those pictures and those videos of that week in time, those couple days in time that they looked like that saying, this is normal. This is great. Buy my program, buy my product buy this bottle and you're going to look like this, right? Or even men and women. I know there's a lot of controversy over the liver king right now. And do you think those hormones are naturally being produced endogenously to look like that? Some of these gentlemen that are showing up and telling you, oh, eat this, buy this, you're going to look like me. That's false advertising. That's... (laughs) but how are you feeling, dude? How's your mental health? Right. I could go on and on an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. Focusing on healing will be the easiest and most effective diet you've ever tried. I'm proof. Literally I'm proof. Once you shed layers of inflammation in your body and you begin to heal, the weight just falls right off. 
your body and its natural homeostasis is actually a fit, lean, healthy body for your homeostasis, your size. That's different for every person. This body you have acquired that you feel like has rebelled against you and piled on the pounds has actually been serving you your whole life by inflaming to protect you, by making you uncomfortable so you can wake up and see, oh, you know what? Maybe this hundred gram of protein a day isn't right for me or this macros that allows me to eat animal crackers and goldfish for breakfast instead of something that might nourish me because it doesn't matter what the food is as long as it fits my macros. I'm going to diss on a little bit of everything here. So because I've tried it all, literally your body loves you unconditionally and no matter the foods or the products you consume or what gets into your body, it's still working for you and you don't have to freak out. It's, this is an imperfect fallen, broken world. You're going to get crap in your body. It's about keeping detox pathways, lymph system moving nicely so that you can get all of this out. Just imagine what your body can do for you when you start to feel it, feel it and fuel it with the healing foods and healthy thoughts. I can't, I like go back to that place when I think about, I can see my green tile floor. Yes, it was green tile floor in college. (laughs) My scale that one day I just threw off the balcony and it was so liberating and I would step on it. And my day was determined by the number on that scale, how I felt about myself. And that voice in my head told me I was either good enough or not good enough that day based on the number when I woke up. And actually no one had ever told me, especially the medical experts at this point, that my weight would fluctuate based on my cycle. Because looking back, I'm like, there was probably one week out of the month that I just was like feeling oh so great. And then there was one week I felt like the worst version of myself and about two weeks where I was somewhere in the middle. This inner critic, this narrative, literally, I can see like the mean girls like the movie, like they were all lined up in my head and they were taunting me. So think about good thoughts. Think about as we heal those parts of us and it's not just toxic positivity, like, oh, I'm going to think good about myself today. I'm going to, but like really getting into those pieces and talking with that inner critic, that mean girl and being like, how'd you get here? What are you trying to protect me from? How'd you get so strong? Who was so mean to you that you had to take over? Yeah that kind of healing, you know, that dream body of yours, you no longer think is achievable. Don't throw the towel in just yet. (laughs) There is a solution that will work for you once and for all. It really does start with lowering your inflammation and healing your body. So let me give you three things you can do today to reduce your inflammation and flush out your lymph system. This is so, so important. This is going to be really simple. And then because I can only give probably this really straightforward direction to a large audience without having to tailor it. So hang out with me here. I know these three things will be fast and effective. They will work and you can try them out. So eat more plants, fresh living fruits and vegetables in their purest forms. I remember <laughs> on one of my bodybuilding diets, my coach told me, he's like, you had too much fiber this day. And literally, because I think I replaced something instead of a protein shake and a hunk of chicken, I had probably real food. And then I had too much 
sugar from fruit. He's like, you can't eat that much fruit. Fruit's going to make you fat. So I'm here to dismantle that. We will talk more about that next week. I'm going to talk about keto, fruit, sugar, all the things, but fresh living fruits and vegetables, because they do not create inflammation in their purest forms, fresh out of the ground, fresh out of the fridge, doesn't necessarily include butter and salt on them, but like fruits and vegetables, they will not inflame your body. They will fuel your body with what you need. Eliminate dairy and gluten. That might sound like a broken record if you've been tuning into all these previous episodes. But dairy and gluten, again, they are man-made foods. We created these. This, this isn't what humans were eating years and years ago. And the government needs some subsidies. There was a way to make money. And these foods were mass-produced and widely introduced into the human diet. And they're actually not great for us. And they're causing inflammation, which makes you feel puffy. And then you can't button your jeans the way you want to. So fruits and veggies, number one, number two, eliminate dairy and gluten. I'm always going to go with an abundance approach first of what you can bring in instead of don't eat this, don't eat that, because that puts us in a constrictive scarcity state instead of like, look at all of these good things I can bring in and eat these things to lower inflammation. That will work much better. I promise. Last thing, number three, move your lymph. You're like, move my what, Jen? My lymph? (laughs) Your lymphatic system. The system that runs adjacent to your circulatory system. It's like, you know, when imagine this, I don't think this ever happens, but I'm thinking like down our street, we have on Tuesdays, there's the trash pickup and then there's the recycle pickup. So when the trash overflows or when you're just a really great human, you recycle. Imagine that one of those, one or two of the trucks stopped coming. One is the circulatory system. One is the lymph system. The circulatory system has a pump. Our heart and lungs moves our blood through our body to perfuse, to circulate, to cleanse, but our lymph system doesn't have a pump unless we create the pump. So it's like when you put out your recycling and your trash, I'm proud of our household. We're about 50-50 or 70% recycling, 30% trash most weeks. We've worked really hard um, to be friendly to the earth to do that. But let's say like the recycling doesn't show up that day. So our one or two little trash bags have been picked up, but we have all these boxes and we have all of the stuff that's out. You know, we get our groceries in, brown paper bags, food containers, and it doesn't get picked up because there was no pump. There was no truck. Your lymph system is the same way. You have to, have to, have to move your lymph system through walking, sweat-inducing exercising, rebounding on a little mini trampoline, saunas are my favorite thing in the world. Hot yoga, any kind of yoga, that downward dog. I always have my classes come up on their toes and then send the weight to their heels three to five times. Cause it's like pumping their calves and pumping that lymph. Varicose veins is a sluggish lymph system. So men and women who are like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to get varicose veins as I age, move your lymph, clean it out. And in fact, toxicity, you know, the foods we're eating. So dairy and gluten is going to feed pathogens in the body. That's going to be in the blood, spill out into the lymph system. The lymph system is like all of the junk, right? It's like all of the excess, the residue, like everything that's spilling out of the circulatory system that can't be cleansed out. And so when our diet is full of junk, our air, our water, and we're not moving and cleaning it out, lymph system gets backed up. I have seen, I kid you not, 
people lose 10 to 30 pounds in one to three weeks alone from their lymph system. And they come in and their faces look leaner, their eyes like, oh my gosh, they just look so less puffy in their face. Their wedding rings fit well. It's like they're still the same shape and there's the same weight, but someone just like depuffed them. That's the lymph system. And if you want to lose weight quick, clean out your lymph. It's amazing. Okay. Now, after we have inflammation out of the way, what if you still want to lose adipose tissue weight? And that's great too, because there are toxins and old estrogens and just crap stored in our our fat tissue. And there is nothing wrong with having a little wiggle and curve to you. Don't hear that fat is bad, but you know, that body that you crave and that feels best to you. Right. And if, if you feel like there's a little bit of a mismatch in between maybe what you're going for and what your body's willing to do, or if you hear in conversation, it's, it is a little bit disheartening to hear, but you look fine. Oh no, you look so great. You know, the size that feels really good to you, but give yourself a little bit of a range there because we might be a little bit harder on ourselves and it could be part of our internal healing yet to happen to realize, you know what? Maybe that maybe 120 is is pretty low for me. Maybe 130 to 140 if I'm sitting at 160, right? Or maybe 190 is a really great weight for me. I'm tall, I'm an athletic build, I lift weights. 230 feels a little heavy for me, 250 feels a little heavy for me. But if I could get down to 190, I think I'm gonna feel better, move better, have more energy. Have that conversation or someone, a professional or someone you trust and who loves you to help you to see what might be, you know, your parameters, because most of the time we're really hard on ourselves. So we get inflammation out of the way, then we want to lose weight and that's great too. And there can be, we can do, we can lose weight in the old way of just beating it off our backs and being horrible to ourselves. But I want to share with you the best way to lose weight along with my story with disordered eating, which I haven't told hardly many people at all in my life, but I'm open, I'm transparent, and I think it will serve a lot of you. So how many of us have counted calories, macros, carbs, have gone keto, but we still can't lose the weight? I can just see this like sea of hands going up. We're tired, frustrated, sick of seeing everyone else's progress, pics online, And at this point, we downright believe there's just something broken in our body. Like we're just like, oh, no, my body's just different. My body doesn't work like theirs. It's been my story too. So what gives? So throughout my healing journey, I've strived to encompass almost every body type (laughs) from bodybuilder to crossfitter, to a lean vegan, to a marathon runner, to just a normal college student, to a party girl. Like I've been there. I've tried all the lifestyles on my journey to uncovering my, the body that feels my best, works my best and serves me the best. And it's really none of those body types, but I've learned several key things. It's just my body type. So number one, there's a few key things I'm going to share with you. Number one, this is the most important. There is more than one way to lose weight. So our, there's the traditional manipulate calories, macros, over-exercise, which tried it for years. I would let you know if it worked. It might in the beginning, and it actually does in the beginning. 
because usually we're paying more attention to how much we're moving our body and then what we're putting in our body. But if we're not taking care of that root cause inflammation and possibly some other things going on, it will sneak back up. I remember my first marathon. So I did run a marathon once in Disney world. Awesome experience. I'll never do it again. My body is just not a marathon runner. Halfs were okay. Five Ks are fine. I really like long walks now. (laughs) Um, but I was a soccer player and a center midfielder. So like you could put me, you could have me run for days and days and I would be fine. And so I thought, huh, I'm going to run a marathon because if I am running 10 to 26 miles, several times a week to train, imagine how impossible it will be for me to not be skinny. I was in college. That was my thought process. Ha! <laughs> I was super inflamed. I lost muscle mass. I had hair falling out by the end of my marathon training out of my head. More does not equal way less. Actually the opposite less is more when it comes to fitting back into your skinny jeans is true. And then there were my bodybuilding days. I, it was a really great group for me to be involved with in college. I learned about like clean eating and, you know, getting enough protein versus just eating ice cream and chips for a snack and like working out and having something to wake up for a reason to go to bed on time. It was wonderful. I got deep into that world and kind of took some sort of verge off the path into a place that wasn't so healthy. And I will never forget the day in college. I had a coach. I went to college at university of Kansas. I had a coach in Georgia supposed to be the best of the best. I hired him to create the perfect diet and exercise plan to make me look like one of those girls on stage. And I had been working with him for several months doing everything. And he said to me on the phone, I'll never forget this. He said, Jen, you'll start to see the results you want when you get really honest with me about the box of donuts or the pizza you're secretly binging on on the weekends. And I'll get into my binge eating, but it wasn't this wasn't what was happening then. Hold the phone. I was so pissed off at this statement. I literally, I lived on the 12th floor of this high rise. I was like looking through the glass at my patio door. And I was like, I'm going to throw my blankety blank phone across the room out this window because I've been doing everything this (laughs) I remember all the words I was thinking, literally insert all your profanities here everything you told me to every hour of fasted cardio before dawn during nursing school, counting every single carbohydrate I put in my body. I would be like drooling by the time I got to lunch or dinner. Cause I was so hungry and starving and I had to weigh everything. And I would just like devour the food in five seconds. And then it was gone. And I had to weigh every single gram of protein And I wanted this so bad that I would even like level off. Like if I was weighing a cup of rice, I would like level it off with like a knife. Cause I'm like, no, no, no. He was like, literally Jen, like 0.01 grams of carbs can matter. I'd say that's a bunch of (laughs) now. And I never missed a workout, a lifting session, never messed up on the food plan ever. However, I could never lose the weight. My body would just not morph into what we were trying to achieve as a result. And I thought something was wrong with me. I was like, you know what? There's just something wrong with this body. I felt like my body 
could not be trusted. And I needed to wage a war against my body for any major weight loss to finally start happening. Something both my coach and I didn't know that day was what my body really needed was deep healing. And that's why I couldn't lose the weight. I needed physical healing. I had the very beginning of autoimmune disease happening. I had hormone imbalance. I had been on birth control for years. I was emotionally in need of healing spiritually. My nervous system was out of whack. My body never felt safe ever. Why would a body offer up a pound or two or whatever I was going for when she didn't feel safe? So in my ego mind, I could not see past the perfect abs I wanted and said I was willing to make my body suffer and strive before I ever paid attention to her warning signs. Symptoms of inflammation and dysfunction were going off like smoke signs all around me. And all I could do is focus on the number and the scale, the body fat, the pictures. I never thought for a second loving and healing my body would get me anywhere. That was like, you know, I talk a lot about just this like masculine energy inundated world we live in. And it was like, why <laughs> loving my body? That's good. That's, that's not productive. No, I was so set upon a number on the scale for so long, the closer I got to that number or that like measurement or like these progress picks weren't changing, the more unhappy I actually felt. And it's so funny. The 140 pound Jen would have died <laughs> knowing that the 165-ish pound me today sitting here recording this would be at this weight. Like I literally just would have died. And I feel great about myself. Yeah, we have bad days. We're like, ooh, I don't like that picture of me. But I feel better about myself now than I did then. Back when I could fit into the tiniest Daisy Dukes with several visible abs and just like work it when we went out on the weekends. And now I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I just look back and I know there will be women who hear this and are like, why are you not understanding my goals? And I do understand your goals, but I also understand your heart and I care about your soul. And I want to share this journey. And if you, if bodybuilding lights you up, that is great. And I'm happy for you, but I want you to remember that when you step off that stage, that you matter and you're just as beautiful when you gain rightfully. So the 20 or 30, 40 pounds that you will put back on off season or when you're done and there's nothing wrong with you, that's your body's healthy, happy homeostasis. And I honestly think CrossFit and weightlifting has helped me so much get here. I can lift just as much as any of the strongest gals are near them in any gym. And I feel good doing it. I no longer feel too tired to do a short 20 minute fasted cardio. I think about how easy my workouts were when I was doing like hypertrophy training or just trying to look good versus like the grit and like the dedication and the camaraderie of like the, some of the workouts I do now. And it's, I have given myself tons of permission. We'll have to talk about CrossFit more another day. That took me to an unhealthy place at one point. Um, as well, but that wasn't CrossFit's fault. It wasn't bodybuilding's fault. It was the unhealed pieces of me needing to be resolved. The reason that I got there and I give myself lots of room to scale and to skip lots of days. And it's just, I'm at a good place, but I can only know that because I've been not in a good place. And I no longer feel like I have to punish myself. If I have an extra treat, 
on the weekends. I work out when my body says she feels like it. I have this. I don't even sign in for class until right when I'm on the way. Cause I give myself time in the morning. How am I feeling? Is this, do I want to push myself? No. Okay. Why don't I go back to bed or take a walk or do some yoga instead? I admire my own curvy thighs in the mirror. And I laugh when I buy a new dress. This literally happened last week. And I get in the size that it says to get that usually fits me. And I put it on and it won't zip up over my huge butt. I'm like, okay. Or my back talk about like gals, when we start lifting weights or when we start like moving for functionality, I just remember like all of a sudden I was like ripping out armpits and sleeves in my clothes because we're going to put on some muscle that can move. I couldn't even do a pull up when I looked my best and now like can rep them out. So whatever, man, my labs, my waist, my self-confidence, they're the best they've ever been. And I am healthy. So I'll take the extra 35, 40 pounds, gain some, lose some, whatever, if that means I can keep my peace. So thank you for journeying with me on that small detour. Now let's get on to the second weight loss key. Healing the body is the way to weight loss. So what if we try to heal our bodies first? What if we address the root causes of our underlying hormone imbalance, sluggish thyroid, impaired GI function? What if we looked at weight loss as a top-down approach, healing our physical, emotional, mental, even spiritual blocks to weight loss instead of beating the fat off our backs at 5 a.m. with fasted cardio and pump workouts and low-carb diets and our hair falling out and we're anxious mess, looking at weight loss from the bottom up approach, like counting calories, carbs, or even macros, it really does leave us short-sighted and unable to achieve the desired result. I literally tried everything and the weight loss never came until I addressed my symptoms, my lab work and the healing foods for my body because a piece of gluten or a slice of dairy would still would, and maybe still would blow me up bigger and in, in puffy inflammation than would like three cups of rice or a bajillion carbs, because it's really not how much you eat all the time. There's a time and place for this conversation, but most of the time, it's not how much you eat. It's what you eat and how much inflammation you carry because an inflamed body will have insulin resistance, high blood sugars, high leptin, high cortisol leading to weight gain, no matter what you eat. Okay. Here's a little helpful clinical application. So what's the true cause of weight loss resistance? Almost everyone I work with who's desiring to shed a few extra pounds is already eating perfectly for their body and is no stranger to the gym or regular movement. This is so true. Seriously. We'll get into more on the, on next week's episode, but almost everyone I work with is already keto, vegan, paleo, weight watchers, you name it, and still not seeing the results because a healing intuitive way of eating can bring huge results when we get to the root cause of what's making you inflamed. It's like the princess and the pea. Has anyone ever read that book? If you haven't pause this, look up the story, but basically there's this princess and she has, I don't really remember the whole story, but my sister had this book when we were little, it was this one of those sound books and there was a pea and she goes to lay on her mattress and the mattress is over literally a pea, the size of pea. She's like, "Mm, not comfortable enough. And so they bring another mattress not comfortable enough. The next night they're on three to four to five to 16 to 20. I mean, she is stacked from the floor to like through the ceiling with mattresses because she's laying on a pee and they just keep bringing her more mattresses. That is your body. They remove the pee and she goes back to one mattress. She's like, Oh, so much better because she's a princess. 
your body is going to keep putting on layers and layers and layers of inflammation until you remove that pee. Let's find out what the pee is. So if this is you, you already eat perfect. You know, we're, we are likely going to deal with a sluggish liver, a toxic GI system, overwhelmed adrenal glands, some form of hormone imbalance. It sounds complex, but literally the healing approach is simple. And many of us, myself included, have been surprised at how quickly changes begin to take place with an appropriate protocol customized for the individual. Because most of us, we're being honest, we've tried anything, weight loss diets, overdosing testosterone. I cannot tell you, can I just, I can't, it's my podcast. (laughs) Who am I asking? I'm going to put a little plug here. Athletes, men, women, I totally get it. Your hormones, you know, they're not where you want them to be. So you want to take exogenous hormones. I actually support you in that. And I give hormones, well, prescribe them for people, but please hear this. There's going to be so much more information coming on this with more experts to talk on the show. If you are giving yourself hormones through a pill, a pellet, a shot, or a cream, it is going through your liver and it's trash. Trochies. There's a way to do it. I will have more information. If you feel like you are in desperate need of some hormone balance, you can reach out. We can chat, but there is a way to give yourself hormones. And I get it. When you want to be the best of the best, you're like, I'll do whatever it takes. But think about your body long-term where you'll be in 10 years, 20 years, 30 30 years. You will care. And there's a better way to do it. I help men, especially men, because a lot of men takes, take injections or other kinds of exogenous hormones, switch to a better kind. They keep all the gains, but they have way less side effects. Because I too remember in college ordering a drug off the internet that increased my heart rate to lose weight. I also remember said heart rate skipping beats at the gym as I was on it. The local nutrition store guy and trainers that work there told me to buy it. They told me about it. And they're like, oh, and you take that and this whey protein, and that will turn you into a purple unicorn with huge biceps. You look great. And after getting off these drugs that suppressed my appetite, stressed my liver, heart, my kidneys, I sunk deep into disastrous habits for my health. I was so sick of every single day weighing my chicken, my broccoli, my sweet potato, only not to lose the weight that I hoped. So soon enough, when your psyche just has enough, I began binge eating, but don't get me wrong. I would eat super strict Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, one meal or one day, even like dawn to dusk, I would parole and find anything that just, I would like create these like binge dream days, but I always did it in secret because I didn't want Or if I ate, say like went to dinner with friends, then I would be like, oh, well, I got to go do this. I can't hang out after because then I would want to go through two different drive-thrus and get dessert, right? So there is a physiological root cause to that too. There's hormones, adrenals, et cetera. And then there's a psychological, when you restrict yourself for so long, it's just like, oh my gosh, I can finally have this. And more often than not, I was purging. Or more often than if I didn't purge because throwing up sucks, I would over-exercise the next day, running for miles, working out for hours, multiple fitness classes in one day to make sure I repented for the imperfection that I had done, right? So like I've been there. Most of us have been in some sort of disordered eating pattern. 
Needless to say, it wasn't very long before I was my heaviest and my most inflamed that I had ever been my whole life. So insert nutritional therapy and deep body healing here. I was thinking of like, how did I even get out of that? I started to not care anymore. I'm like, whatever, just let my body get as big or as small as it wants to get. I want to heal what is actually going on. So what is different about this like nutritional therapy, this, you know, top down approach of healing? Like, why does it actually work? What is Jenny even talking about? When I work with people to get to the root cause of their weight loss resistance, or when I'm teaching other practitioners how to do this for their clients, we start by doing the detective work to identify physical causes. As we dig deeper, we uncover emotional, mental, spiritual symptoms to be healed. We uncover infections, hormone imbalance. Like there, We don't have to guess, we can test. And I want to give you the theory and the framework and the ideology behind this, because actually the easiest part is the testing and the protocol. But if if I'm working with someone and they're not understanding why they're doing something or we're still coming from this old dogma and paradigm, it's really hard sometimes to have breakthroughs. The easiest part is the part in clinic. It's <laughs> this, that part is so straightforward. This is what we, we have to understand. And I learned my body was creating inflammation and third spacing from Epstein-Barr virus and the foods that I loved. Oh my gosh. Andy's custard, like on the daily. But, you know, those viruses in my body creating a lot of inflammation and breaking my adrenals and crashing hormones. They also love that dairy. So that had to go. And I tell a funny story about that in the gluten and dairy podcast, just a few episodes back. So maybe your weight loss resistance is physical, insulin resistance, fatty liver, low testosterone, excess estrogen, leaky gut, hypothyroidism, the list goes on and on. These are all conditions that can be stopped in their tracks with proper nutritional therapy, correct hormone therapy, and healing guidance through a functional medicine model. What about those emotional root causes that are almost always playing into the weight loss resistance paradigm? Why do we crave the foods we do or even the amounts we eat? Do we feel safe? Do we feel shamed or rushed when we eat? Do we view foods as black and white? Can't eat that, can't eat this. Do we punish ourselves or make our body pay in the gym if we splurge on a meal out? The emotional eating is just important as the inflammation and toxicity patterns at play because it will drive your whole pattern around food. It'll create imbalance in your nervous system, which will affect your immune system, which will affect chronic infections, which will infect your inflammation. This is just what I wish someone would have told me. Actually, this is exactly what I wish someone would have told me. Jen, insert your name here. Say your name with me. One, two, three, Jen. What your body really needs right now is healing. Your body needs you to concern yourself with the symptoms that he or she is giving you. Once you shift your focus to loving and healing these little white flags of fatigue, hair thinning, brittle nails, puffy face, big belly. Then the weight loss will come and it will come with ease. Not this grind and beating yourself down with workouts, diet plans, and ideas that simply don't work. 
So let me ask you one more time. What if there's a different way to lose weight and love your body for the very, very first time? I mean it when I say this, your body is a naturally lean, fit, and healthy body. Underneath the inflammation, the toxicity, the emotions, the trauma, all of it, your body is a naturally lean and healthy body. You are not fat. You're simply inflamed. What is causing the inflammation? Why is the body retreating into survival mode? How are your emotions driving weight loss resistance? This is the work that is to be done for weight loss together with a trusted practitioner, maybe just starting a journal and think about this for the first time. Because when it comes to weight loss, the grind, it's no longer going to work. And this approach has never, ever been healthy. So there are two ways to lose weight. Don't let it be harder than it must be for you. Okay. So thank you so much for joining, listening all this way on this podcast. You really, you know, that's a tribute to your body and your body deserves real healing. And sometimes we got to shut off the noise of Instagram and like the fitness experts and a lot of those fitness experts, let me tell you, they're like dying on the inside. They feel like they have to keep up with this body and this diet and all these things, or they don't know who they are. So find out who you are. How does your body want to feel? If you can take one thing from this podcast, I want you to write your North star vision. This is something I have clients do the very first day we start working together, write out your North star vision, writing it like it's already true. So the subconscious mind says, okay, this is true. This is what I'm going to start working towards and starting with your body. You wake up in the morning, you put your feet on the carpet or the tile by your bed. You stand up. How does it feel to be in your body? What are the physical symptoms that are no longer there? When you dress, when you put your clothes on, what does it feel like to pull up your pants over a belly that feels soft and smooth? It doesn't get in the way. When you go to the gym and you move or you take a walk or you take a yoga class or you play with your kids, how does it feel to move around? How's your mental health? How do you feel emotionally? How are your relationships? What kind of work are you doing? Write this like it's true. So imagine you're going to read the story to a kindergarten audience or sixth grade audience. Like it's a storybook and you're writing about this prince or this princess or this king or this queen who got their fairy tale life. And what is it like? A lot of us don't even know what we're going for because we, we're not clear on how we want to feel. And we're looking at someone else's idea of perfection that's given to us on a screen or on a magazine. So get started with that North Star vision. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. As always, if this episode has served you, please subscribe, review the podcast, five stars if you feel like it, and write a little something of what helped you. If you have questions, you can see in the show notes. If you have topic requests, questions, something you personally want to hear about, we have a space for that. And then if you would like to read more, the blog post will be in the show notes that made my blog go viral. It's called You're Not Fat, You're Inflamed. And it was so popular years and years ago when I came out with it. There's even pictures of my journey there. Weight Loss Resistance 101 is also linked in the show notes. And as always, opportunities to work together through a program, a course, 
or a healing protocol. You can find all that in the show notes. Head over to middaypigeon.com as my blog linked to my website, inspirehealthbygen.com. We'll talk soon, friends. Hey, real quick, before you go, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspire Health by Jen podcast. If you could do one thing for me and leave a review on either Apple or both Apple and Spotify podcasts, leave five stars, tell others about how this message is reaching you and serving you. Be sure to check out the show note links middaybitchin.com for my blog and inspirehealthbygen.com on my websites where you can subscribe and receive free content, newsletters, bonuses, and podcast drop dates right into your inbox.